Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome into the Online Enquirer podcast. We have been so football heavy and uh, basketball season is sneaking up on us, but it's also basketball recruiting season. And nowadays, as Brad Hunter told me at Big Ten Media Days, uh, he can bring guys to the football stadium with a great crowd, an enthusiastic crowd. So we thought this was a great time to reset uh, for Illinois basketball recruiting and talk about who's next because 2023 feels like it's pretty sewed up with two big commitments in that class, Imani Hansberry and Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn. So let's bring in Derek Piper and talk about what's next, Derek, because Illinois basketball is feeling it on the recruiting trail. A third straight year being ranked in the preseason AP Top 25. Five, picked to finish second in the Big Ten, and Tim Anderson, Chester Frazier, Jeff Alexander doing what they're doing, which is which has been pretty good here. It has been pretty good. Quick side note: What's next for me is trying to catch Isaac Trotter in the Illinois football predictions game by game because I picked Minnesota, unfortunately, this weekend, not knowing Tommy DeVito's status. And uh, you guys got that one right. I I'm, I got one wrong, and now I'm I'm playing catch up on Trotter. If I would have picked Wisconsin like I was feeling it, if I would have stuck with my gut instead of my head at the time, Derek, uh, I would have been there with Trotter. But you and me nodded up. Usually this doesn't happen. You're better at the uh, the uh, prediction business than me. It, that's been the past. We'll see. we got to take it year by year. Uh, new year. Game uh, by game. It'll be a very fun race the rest of the way. Probably a lot of Illinois predictions here going on, and hopefully they keep the momentum going forward. But, yeah, basketball just around the corner and recruiting-wise, it was a great weekend to have – a lot of talented guys on campus. Merez Johnson taking his official visit this past weekend, and then some other Mean Streets products. His teammate on that 16U squad, Carlos Harris from Curie, and then 2025, Melvin Bell at St. Rita with Merez and Trey McKinney, who's one of the top prospects in the Midwest out of Michigan, visiting as well. And, and Cole Serta, too, a shooter yeah. from Bloomington Central Catholic. So Illinois had a nice group to take to the football game to have watch of practice over at Oven. And they're going to try to continue to roll this ball along because, man, they've, they're doing some big things recruiting-wise. Uh, and I don't want to bury the lead any further, but, Derek, we went and saw a tour of Ubin Basketball Complex. We got to – Josh Whitman does a great job of, of leading us through the tour, telling us about everything, and Brad Underwood and Shauna Green uh, were there giving us some insight as well. What, what did you think about what you saw at Ubin? I think I wanted to get in the hot tub <laughs> is what I think. I mean, you see the, the hot tub, the cold tub, the underwater treadmill, uh, and then just the – the whole, I mean, it was mind blowing to see the difference. We've been obviously in the that building a lot, but to see its expansion, to see how nice the facilities are, some of the added features, 
when you have that how big the weight room is compared to that small area that Fletch had to do some magic in the past but now he's got a lot more resources there to work with and uh, added court space on both sides it's just it looks like and admittedly I haven't toured a lot of other basketball complexes around the country but just based on looking at some stuff in comparison and just getting the vibe of being in that it seems like a top-notch facility and uh, more office space for the coaches Bradnerwood's office with the 98 inch screen TV was pretty pretty sweet he says he's gonna stock it with beer in case we ever get the invite to stop by I was gonna say decide to stop by we probably need to get invited first but he's probably got uh, a yeah. wine cellar somewhere in there that's what he would do oh yeah yeah absolutely <laughs> knowing how much he likes wine and that's usually what he celebrates with when they get a recruiting win so uh, really, really cool to be in there, and uh, it's a top-notch facility. Now to add to what they've got going, winning-wise, development-wise, and uh, Fletch is a big part of that too. Yeah, if, if people had never been in the old oven, like it was nice when they made it in '99 and the 2000s. I think it was really good, but you know, you started to lose some ground here in the facilities race, especially in the 2010s as everyone went nuts. I know Michigan's uh, is state-of-the-art. Michigan State, you and I were kind of in that, Derek. Uh, very yeah. light space, but um, a really impressive. Uh, facility they have on top of Breslin there um so yeah I think Illinois kind of lost ground but this I, I asked Brad Underwood like who competes with you now in the Big Ten he mentioned Michigan Michigan State that's about it he said Tennessee might be the best he's seen uh in the country which you know we don't think of Tennessee basketball at the time but Rick Barnes obviously is doing a really good job and they just got a lot of money but there's just so much more space for activities, right? <laughs> there's just they have so much more floor space uh, in in the actual practice gym. Uh, they don't have like gear all around, so people aren't running into stuff. Uh, the locker room is spacious and incredibly nice. The weight room, as you said, was it six times the size of the thing they used to have now? Like they can fit the whole team actually in the weight room um and they just have so much more storage space which i think is is really important for them i think the biggest thing that i saw derek was was the coach's office i think you've been back in the oven old coach's office i have too like now they have so much more space for all the grad assistants video guys uh, all the support staff and then then underwood's office is just exquisite uh looking over state farm center you can see the practice court um just a lot more space in there so they did a really good job with that i do want to bring up we got to bring up the big news zz clark sky clark's younger brother two classes younger uh than the freshman point guard sky clark he decommits and and derek i think anybody who's read you who's listened to you uh knew that this was a bit of a question whether zz clark would play for illinois so why what led to this i think you just want to for both sides have the right fit and for zz as someone that still has two two years of high school left and a lot still to, to prove number one, uh, but still some potential too. There's, there's things to like about his game. Like he's got good size as a guard. Uh, he's strong. He's got good handles similar to sky. It's just, uh, he's not as explosive as sky is. And to this point, he's still a lot more unproven than sky coming out of high school is one of the you know, one time a five star. And uh, even as he finished out a top 50 prospect and uh, ZZ had to prove that he was going to be able to fit into what's a really talented backcourt that Brad Underwood and, company have assembled bringing in three guards in 2022 with sky Jaden, sincere we know that ty is going to be in the backcourt as well a decent amount and to get dre gibbs lawhorn in 23 to have in 24 carlos harris we're going to talk more about as a guy that they like quite a bit in the state it was just how does zz fit in there and, and does he elevate his game enough to to be a real player uh, at illinois and not be someone that's just going to get stashed and not going to play a whole lot so uh, i was wondering if how this was going to ultimately be handled because when you have 
a guy's brother on the team and it's a sensitive type of situation I think that part of the there's no doubt some appeal and the potential for those guys to play together I know Sky ultimately would want to be an early entry in the NBA and have that kind of success but if he didn't then to get a chance to play with his brother would have been pretty cool but uh, ultimately it feels like the best thing for for ZZ who didn't play a whole lot this summer uh, was a backup point guard on a 16U squad in the EYBL uh, ended up leaving that team didn't join another one uh, now he's at overtime elite playing high school. So uh, he's going to be around some talented guys, and, and he still has a chance to prove himself. It's just uh, right now, as you look at the backcourt picture for Illinois, it's pretty crowded, and uh, he's got to show that he's a no-doubt high major prospect. So I think it it's a, it was probably, uh, I think, mutually something that people on both sides are, are okay with, and uh, Illinois still obviously has a lot of guards. We will cir- circle back to this conversation, but I, I want to dive into who's next in, in recruiting because the 2024 class obviously started with Merez Johnson. 2023, I guess we can say, Derek, there are three prospects in this class because Dre Gibbs Lawhorn, Amani Hansberry, both top 75 prospects are committed, and Zachary Perrin is, is still committed, uh, even though he did, wasn't able to enroll uh, after signing with Illinois. He's now at Sunrise Christian, but everything seems to point towards uh, him sticking with Illinois. Uh, so, Derek, my read is that's likely the class of 2023 prep-wise, and the focus after that will be transfers. Is that the correct read, do you think? Yes, for sure. And I know that Alex Tui, the prospect out of Australia, was one that Illinois was involved in and mentioned him on uh, prior podcast is maybe someone that they would still be interested in adding in 23. He's come out with uh, four official visits that he's going to take. Uh, Illinois was not one of those. I know Davidson, Gonzaga, Michigan among the, the group that he's going to check out. Uh, so having three guys currently in that 23, of course, we'll still see if Zachary Perrine is one that uh, gets the academic side in order to, to show up mid-year potentially. But they want some flexibility in the portal. And Brad's talked a lot about the ability to add somebody mid-year because we know in December, there's usually some prospects similar to Nane Danger that come available. And then also, obviously, in the the springtime, a lot of high-level players based on the current environment in college basketball, a la Matthew Mayer, uh, Matthew Meyer, I should say, Terrence Shannon. Uh, Illinois wants flexibility, and, and it, there's a lot of potential to bring a handful of guys back next year. Obviously, you never know with how that will, will play out, but uh, they're pretty set in terms of guys that have eligibility to come back have a, a good group in 23 right now and they want to add uh, in the transfer portal as well yeah, and they get some big targets in 2024 and 2025 and, and before we dive into some of the visitors the last couple of weeks and and upcoming here we have to attack the overarching picture here Derek uh, and that is what Tim Anderson has done and his connection to the Mean Streets program uh, is Illinois becoming the Illini Mean Streets because Terrence Shannon Ty Rogers Merez Johnson all Mean Street guys James Brown, Carlos Harris, Trey McKenney, Melvin Bell, Noyes, and Drusitis, all mean street guys. I mean, it's a great program to be associated <laughs> with and be linked to. And uh, obviously, Ching Coleman with Macarvin Fire being able to help in the pursuing of Io. Uh, you get Adam Miller, who it didn't pan out at Illinois, but we know that Adam Miller is a very talented prospect. And you looked forward, and I'll admit, when Chin first left, and you're like, uh oh. The J.J. Taylor possibility, what, what does that mean? Day-Day Ames was a talented, is a talented guard uh, from Kenwood in that Mac Urban pipeline. Uh, but Mean Streets has really loaded up when you see that uh, Ty Rogers is a guy they were able to get in this past class and going forward with James Brown switching from Mac Urban Fire to Mean Streets. Uh, primary reason is because he wanted to play with his boy Merez. You got Merez on board. You got James Brown, Noyes, 
Uh, those are three top 100 players in the 2024 class. Carlos Harris is, I know he's unranked right now, but a, a very solid three-star point guard who's does a lot of things that Brad Underwood likes, but his toughness, his strength, his on-ball defense. And then even pushing forward into the future, 2025, Melvin Bell, who I know people are getting more and more familiar with in the state, is a top 75 type of prospect. And Trey McKenney's in that top 25 range too. So uh, they have a lot of talent. And yeah, with Tim Anderson being the former program director there, his relationship with Ty Streets, and having player, once you start to get that ball rolling with, you add a Ty Rogers who has relationships with these other guys, Merez too. We know that Merez is really working that with James Brown and some of these guys. Uh, it all it all helps. And, and why wouldn't you want to just continue to rake in that talent if you can? Feels like Underwood has timed up those hires incredibly well. Like strike when the Mac Irvin fires the top program with Io and Adam Miller, and then now with Mean Streets who have. Uh, the top trio in, in the class of 2024 and really good uh, 2025s as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. You mentioned Merez Johnson. I love him as a prospect of, of, you know, kind of this, I don't know if I want to put him this high, but Musa Diabate kind of role. Um, I like him, Illinois, you know, with the front court they want coming after Coleman Hawkins, coming after potentially Dane Danger. He's, he's a really, really nice piece, uh, but also just gives you a recruiter, right, Derek? And I know you caught up with him. What do you think the impact of, of having a guy like Merez Johnson so early, right? Like, he committed as a sophomore, when that's rare nowadays. It wasn't rare when Tracy Abrams was doing it, you know, 10, 12 years ago, but now it is. So what do you think the impact of having that guy as a recruiter is? Well, it just took Illinois' recruiting momentum to another level when they were on the heels of that 2022 class of getting Ty Rogers, of having Epps, and also later on you got Scott Clark, we got Sincere Harris, and then for last fall, Merez to jump on board too. It was a big deal, and it definitely radiated throughout the state. And just knowing that the basketball circle, the guys that Merez is on the court with all the time in high school, St. Rita is a loaded program with James Brown, with Noyes, uh, with Melvin Bell, and then they play in the summer in the Mean Streets program. They, all the guys we just mentioned, the guys that he's around, uh, that means a lot. And, and Merez has, as he talked to me about, has really embraced this role of being an ambassador for the program, of being someone that's going to hop on Instagram when James Brown takes an official at North Carolina and is like giving me a headache with with all of this and throws out the orange and blue emojis, you know. Uh, Not, nothing James- will ingratiate you to Illini fans more than, than trash talking UNC, too. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and, and he's in those guys here all the time. I know that uh, Roshan Russell has said that Merez picks his spots. He doesn't want to overbear those guys. And, and, but it's just the relationship that they have. They respect Merez's game, uh, his talent, obviously. When you have someone – it's one of the more promising frontcourt prospects out of the state here in the last few years. I know yeah. uh, EJ Liddell, obviously. Uh, James is in that mix as well, too. Braden Huff ultimately turned into that going to Gonzaga. But – Rez has a lot of high, high upside because of his athleticism, because of all the physical tools that can then be complemented with his skill as he develops this. So uh, I, th- I think it's a big deal, and, and Merez is working it hard, and 
uh, as he said to me, he's trying to help out Tim Anderson as much as he can, and I think that he's got the potential to, re- to really do that. Yeah, and the one thing I, I like about Merez, I think he's got a high floor, too, because of his work ethic, his tenacity on the court. Like, that's stuff that sometimes you got to teach some front court guys that you don't have to uh, with him. Derek, how much do I look into this? ZZ Clark decommits, Carlos Harris, who you've compared to Andres Felice, and I said, okay, take him right away. Um, <laughs> How much of a coincidence is that, or should we look into it, that Carlos Harris was just on campus and then ZZ Clark decommits? Um, I think it's a little bit of a coincidence. I think that ultimately – I'm not going to say there's nothing to read into it. Uh, in my personal opinion, this is my – the way I look at it is because I think Carlos – one thing to say at the forefront is Carlos Harris, his only Power 5 offer right now is from Illinois. So it's it's Illinois and Northern Illinois are really his main two offers. I think that – as time goes on, he will be a more highly coveted prospect, especially if programs get the sense that they can compete with Illinois in that. Um, but I think that ultimately at the end of the day, could it be a ZZ exit the class and Carlos enters it as the point guard in 24? Absolutely. But I don't think that that this move happened right now because Carlos is about to commit. I don't think that Illinois is, is pushing for him to commit quite yet. They like him a lot. They do I uh, think he reminds Brad of Andres Feliz. For quit some of dragging qualities. your feet, Brad. Like, quit dragging <laughs> the feet if it's Andre, if it's 80% of Andres Feliz. Sorry, that's yeah, that's a trigger I, for I, me. I know. I, I get it. If they took him, I, I, would, I wouldn't say it's a bad move at all. I think one thing, you can have some patience with it because of the offer list, because of the connections, and just continue to evaluate. I think one thing that Carlos needs to show is a three-point jump shot, needs to continue to progress. He's got everything else. Like his – his talent is getting downhill, being physical. He's a great on-ball defender. Uh, he's a selfless type of guy uh, that gets other guys involved. And when you play with those high-profile prospects on mean streets and, and being able to pick his spots and not try to be all about him, and uh, those guys really like him. Marez has played with him since sixth grade, and uh, both of them would love to team up at Illinois. But I think it's going to be uh, a process to take some time as they continue to look at him. But there's no doubt that he's someone that the staff really likes and, and could ultimately – take that spot as the point guard in 24. Uh, 24, obviously the top target right now is is James Brown. I believe five-star now, James Brown. If not, he's top 30 prospects, so basically five-star. Uh, out of St. Rita, teammates with Merez Johnson, teammates with, with Carlos Harris, obviously on the uh, Mean Streets program. You just took a visit to, to North Carolina, the number one team in, in the country right now in the preseason poll, and obviously an absolute blue blood. Uh, but Illinois has been in here for a while, Derek, and he's going to take an official visit in a couple weeks. Uh, just just what do you think about the James Brown recruitment right now, where it is, and, and how Illinois stands? It's a national recruitment. When you look at during the summer, I, I believe he was the first – big man that both North Carolina and Duke offered in the 2024 class, which says a lot. It says a lot about James and what he showed throughout the spring and the summer. And he's one of the best bigs in the class. And he has a lot of even more untapped potential. I mean, he's a super polished scorer inside. He's got good length, six foot nine. He's a good athlete. Uh, and he's shown as you got towards the end of the summer and as he's showing here in workouts for St. Rita is that, you know, he can push the ball a little bit. He can handle it. Uh, his jump shot needs to come along. It's kind of like the last touch of his of his development. But he's a, a high-caliber prospect, someone that's going to be wanted. If he continues on this tra- trajectory, going to be wanted by Carolina. Uh, seems like he's going to be wanted by Duke. And those are tough recruitments to win, even though you got a ton of inroads. But Illinois has done a fantastic job. They've, they've been at the very forefront of it. They worked harder than anybody. They obviously have Merez in his ear. But 
yeah, there's a lot of appeal for North Carolina when they're coming off a national title appearance. I, I can only imagine being uh, in Chapel Hill and seeing all the the banners and the, the MJ stuff. The I mean, really being able to lean on the the MJ tie and having all the shoes and everything. I mean, why wouldn't you? You capitalize on that if you're Carolina, but yeah, how much do you um, think Ohio State's just like, gosh, one more year we would have had LeBron. Like that would have been our brand. Oh, <laughs> like right? the one and done rule came one year too late. That's a great point. That would have been <laughs> tough for some other Big Ten teams to compete with. But uh yeah, for a couple of weeks for James to come here in Champaign, and I'm sure they'll probably get Merez down to to help with the sell as well. And uh, it, it's one that'll be interesting to see where James kind of sees himself after taking that visit. And I, I know that the Duke date got rescheduled or he's still working to figure out when he's going to go to Durham to take an official as well and kind of what his approach will be will he want to make a decision or uh, does he decide to try to wait it out and play through the summer next uh, AAU season and and just kind of what he's thinking but uh, I think Illinois is still in a very good spot but yeah you're going to have some some really tough competition that's not too surprising. Uh, Derek we've talked about Noyes injuritis a lot it's, it seems like a guy uh, that Illinois you know after an up and down summer maybe wants to scout a little bit more you know scout more prospects in that class but I want to go towards 2025 class because Trey McKinney and Melvin Bell both Mean Streets kids were on campus you know both four-star kids I believe in this class um, what, what can you tell us about those guys it's really early in their process but it seems like Illinois getting them on campus uh, is a good sign of their interest early on. Yeah, absolutely. I know, like you mentioned, it's early. So these guys still have three years of high school left. And and sometimes, I mean, you got to let the process play out of figuring out who the top players are in the country. But at this juncture, Trey McKinney, a top 25 prospect in that class, uh, did some great things for the 15U squad uh, on Mean Streets this past summer. And uh, he's going to be a highly coveted prospect in the Big Ten where uh, we talked about with Ty Rogers. It was a rarity for opposing Big Ten program to go into Michigan and pull him away from the Wolverines and the Spartans. And this will be another challenge for Illinois to do that because he's been on campus a couple times at Michigan State, and uh, he's a Flint, Michigan product. We know the Flintstones, going back to Mateen Cleese, like Mo Pete, those type of guys uh, back in the day for Tom Izzo. And he just took an official visit, or unofficial visit, I should say, to Michigan this past weekend, too. He's at Illinois on Saturday and then went to Michigan on Sunday. Uh, Juwan Howard definitely wants him, too. So, uh, Indiana, Ohio State, he's wanted by everybody. And if he continues on this on this track, maybe even have like a Kentucky jump in down the road too. But uh, in terms of his game, why he's so wanted is because he's he's got great size at the guard position. He's a combo guard, can play on the ball, off the ball, really skilled, can shoot it well. I mean, in terms of a, a big body type of guard, like almost like a Taylor Horton Tucker, Tucker a little bit uh, and that kind of a, of a mold. And, uh, bring, just, you're bringing up memories here, Derek. I don't, I don't want to I know, right? <laughs> Uh, it's just, uh, yeah, when someone is 6'3", 6'4", he's got some some yeah. build to him and, and can just handle it and move so light on his feet. That's kind of one of the comps that comes to mind. So uh, he's, a, he's a really high-level player. And Melvin Bell, unfortunately, missed most of the AU season with an injury. Um, what we've seen so far is an explosive athlete, 6'4", strong. Uh, he's got a lot of potential as someone that can attack the rim uh, and can also score from the outside, too. So. Uh, being in that St. Rita program, I'm going to be part of a reason why St. Rita's picked to to win the state title this year, along with Merez, Noyes, and James Brown. Uh, we mentioned Noyes, Derek. Um, they're they're also looking at some other 2024 guards, right? Who should we keep an eye on on the wing there? Dwayne Pierce is a guy out of New York. Goes to Christ the King, same high school that Kofi went to out there. I know that uh, Illinois spent quite a bit of time watching the New York Rens 16 U's. Uh, mean Streets was obviously a big focal point too, but uh, the Rens with Pierce with 
Quinn Pang, uh, yeah. a skilled big man. Uh, I know that you're a big fan of his his game. Uh, so Dwayne Pierce is someone that has said recently that he wants to check out Illinois for a visit at some point. I think Illinois still feels like they have, uh, even despite Orlando Antigua being gone, a decent amount of influence out there in New York because of Kofi, uh, because of the, the ties that they developed in being able to pull him in and obviously have some success in developing him and lead uh, to him being an All-American. So Dwayne Pierce is someone to watch out for. Uh, Rakeese Passmore from Combine uh, Academy out there in New York, or I should say North Carolina, same place that uh, Jay Neps played high school uh, is one that Chester Frazier offered earlier this fall. He went and checked him out here uh, in recent weeks. He's a top 60 caliber prospect, six, six foot four uh, and a good player too. And uh, Jonathan Powell out of Ohio is someone same AAU team as Sincere Harris um, and one that Illinois already had on campus uh, throughout, you know, the last year or so. So a handful of options on that, on that wing off guard position, I think, if Noyes really shows that he's a must-get, if he makes some of the strides with his consistency, with his defense, with uh, being able to get stronger, then maybe he's just the automatic, we'll take him, and uh, we're good there. But uh, as he was a little bit up and down, I think Illinois has been a little bit more uh, open-minded. And, and they've, as we've seen throughout recruiting classes in the past, like they have connections, they have the ability to go in different places. They don't need to just be married to the state. Uh, so they're going to they're gonna explore all their options in 24. Uh, two more names I just want to mention because people are going to ask about us about them if we don't. Uh, Jeremiah Fears out of Joliet uh, in, in the class of 2025. He's a bucket, man. Uh, he's really fun to watch. Smallish guard. Uh, his brother, uh, Jeremiah, or Jeremy, obviously, uh, going to Michigan State. Um, and then Phoenix Gill. I, I think it's an interesting early offer. Obviously, the legacy, Kendall Gill uh, and his son. And he's got size. He's got athleticism. Still a maturing body. I think he's going to get a lot bigger. Uh, and you know he'll develop because he seems to have the, the work ethic. So just two more names, Derek. If you got any thoughts on you can add. Yeah, Phoenix Gill certainly showed, I mean, the high-flying potential. Uh, had a couple of uh, good dunks. I know we were watching him at uh, RB, uh, Riverside Brookfield, this past summer at their event. And, uh, and some of the things that he showed, he's obviously still got a, a long way to go in terms of his development and being a young guy in high school, but uh, showed some of the flashes of, that led Illinois to offer, and uh, they're going to continue to monitor that. As we've seen in the past, an offer doesn't always mean that they'll be a, a priority process, a priority target down the line, but uh, knowing the connections to Kendall, and like you said, someone that's putting a lot of work in his game, and to have someone like Kendall to lean on in his development, uh, it would be really exciting to see that type of legacy show up at Illinois, knowing the fanfare, knowing the excitement, and yeah. just uh, hopefully if, if the bloodlines lead to him being a, a pretty good player, that would be – uh, really fun to see play out. Uh, Jeremiah Fears, he's a bucket getter. He's he's small, he's slight in stature. Uh, I'm just – I've always been a little – you know, since the Jeremy Fears thing with Illinois and it didn't pan out and he ends up at Michigan State, been a little skeptical of another Fears brother ending up at Illinois. Uh, I, I continue to be so. I, I would understand why, as a player, Illinois would be interested. But uh, I think that at this point, I'd probably expect Jeremiah to end up somewhere else. Michigan's been involved. Yeah. Uh, there have been some other teams out there. Uh, as If he continues to to grow a little bit more and uh, continue to show that he's a, a high-level shot maker, he's going to have a lot of options. I just don't know that he'll necessarily end up at Illinois. All right, I think we answered who's next, and, and James Brown, I think, is, is the top of that list. <laughs> that is the number one uh, priority right now. Derek, two more things. Uh, you, you said a name that made me think of a topic I want to get to to wrap this thing up just for fun. Uh, but the Kansas secret scrimmage, not so secret, but it will happen this weekend. I believe it's Saturday. 
Um, yep. Yeah, Saturday, uh, the 22nd in St. Louis. What a great matchup. Brad has raved about Kansas's championship team last year, how all those long, versatile wings, uh, you know, older team, obviously, but they defensive rebound as a team, great defensively. Uh, so I think it's it's obviously a different Kansas team, but uh, that's going to be a great test for Illinois. Certainly better than some exhibition against a D2 team. Um, but w- what are you hoping, if you're an Illinois fan, to hear out of this? Because they're secret, but all of a sudden, Goodman gets something, Piper gets something, right? <laughs> like it, It's going to leak out a little bit yeah. uh, of what happened. So what's one thing you would want to hear out of this? Uh, that's a great question. I think that if you hear Sky Clark is 100% healthy and he looks like the guy that pre-injury, if that were to come out, and uh, I think just maybe the overarching that the freshman guards were able to handle playing up against yeah. a high-level opponent, uh, was able they were able to run the offense, not turn the ball over too much, and they feel good about their their point guards, then that would be something that would really encourage me because as we talked a lot about, like I expect their defense to be pretty darn good because of the athletes, because of the length. It wouldn't be a surprise to me if Terrence Shannon Jr. goes off on uh, on Kansas making threes and, and some highlight slams. Uh, I think Matthew Meyer coming off the back injury is mm-hmm. something that if, if he were to to have a great showing, that would maybe encourage people quite a bit. I don't think that he's really someone you're you're too nervous about going into the season. I'd probably look at the at Sky Clark in particular if I'm really to zero in on one guy, but probably the freshman point guards in general. Yeah, I think just even if they have turnovers, Derek, just that they're not scared, right? Like, I mean, going up against Kansas and the Kansas jersey, I think that'd be good. Also, defensive rebounding. Uh, you know, losing Kofi's not easy. Uh, I know the upside of it, but the downside is you just had a guy that's going to get 10 rebounds a game, most of them on the defensive side. So I'm really interested to see how they team rebound against a, a Kansas team that's usually pretty physical. Uh, last topic for you, Derek. You brought up the name Adam Miller, and I'm excited to watch Adam Miller healthy, I think he'll do really well at LSU. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see how he handles maybe more of a league guard role because I think he's a guy with NBA potential. I mean, we see a guy like Jordan Poole doing what he's doing. Like Adam Miller is a prospect out of high school. wasn't that dissimilar from him, and I think Adam Miller would have been good for Illinois last year. Uh, but which of the former Illini who transferred out are you most interested in watching this year? Adam Miller at LSU, Jacob Grandison at Duke, or Andre Corbello at St. John's? Oh, man. I think Curbelo always has interest, right? I mean, it's how well it ultimately goes at St. John's. I think a lot of people will be – I mean, coming on the, the heels of a year ago, we were talking – I forgot to add, too, Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk maybe oh, starting for South Carolina. Game-changing. And Brandon Pajemski, uh at Santa Clara. The new hairdo, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, man. There's some, I, I mean, I think, I'm, I'm really interested to see Verdonk as a starter, potentially. Yep. But it's Curbelo. Come on. We, we know. Curbelo. I mean, because we know how good he can be. We know how bad he can be. Um, we knew he had to move on at the end of the season. I still think he can be good. And at St. John's, I mean, they have the freedom to do what you need to do with Andre Curbelo, which is give him the keys, and for better or for worse, you deal with it. And hope it's for the better, right? And that at St. John's, I think they're really smart uh, to get that kind of guy. Um, it could go bad, could go poorly. I, I root for the best for him because I, I love covering him, uh, and, and I think he's a really exciting basketball player whose last season just did not go the way it was supposed to due to an injury. 
Yeah, absolutely. And no matter what you think about Andre, and a lot of people got tired of his yeah. turnovers, his, he was a loose cannon for sure. He, some of it was self-inflicted for sure, but what he went through was something that a lot of people would have struggled with, with the concussion, with yeah. the way uh, the just the symptoms continued to linger on for him and just trying to be inserted back into the season with so much expectations and knowing how key he was to that team. Uh, yeah, if he goes and kills it at St. John's and if Illinois has some – growing pains out of freshman point guards and you're like oh man uh unfortunately if that would have been differently of course people were saying at this time last year if Curbelo has a season he could he'd go to the nba uh be an all-american that type of thing but Curbelo's always with, with his style of play with his flash his flair uh, I mean, he's a he's a polarizing dude. But he's we also we are triggering that, some people right now talking about Andrew And then listen, I did he handle everything well last year? Probably not. But as you said, I don't think a lot of people would, given right. what he went through, the expectations, the the spotlight. Like that's really tough, uh, and it's probably best for both. Even if Carbell has a better year than Sky Clark, which I don't know if he will, like it's best for both to move on. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm rooting for him as well. And I'll be very curious to see Mike Anderson's up and down tempo. St. John's might turn the ball over a lot, but they'll probably score a lot too. So that will be fun to watch. But yeah, I'm really intrigued to see what Adam can do at LSU too. Uh, I think that him being healthy and we know that he was one of the more gifted shot makers in that class. I think that uh, that's another one. We'll see how he ultimately shows up this year. Uh, Grandison at Duke, I think we know what he is. And I think he'll do just fine at Duke. I think it'll be a nice piece for them. Like, you know, to have a stabilizing presence. And I think we don't talk enough about Derek, like how much they miss Jacob Grandison uh, in, in March, right? Like big 10 tournament. They could have really used him uh, just a shooter, knockdown shooter, steady guy. And against Houston, they could have used a guy that can make some threes. Um, and, and people talk about why didn't RJ Melendez play more? It was Jacob Grandison. Like Jacob Grandison was tough to take off the court uh, because he was damn good. He was, he was just a damn good basketball player and a good role player. Yeah, I think him, number one, you're, you're absolutely right about the way that he was able to feed Kofi, the way he was able to provide the floor spacing, make the threes, uh, and someone that could just be right place, right time in terms of rebound. I know athletically limited, and now playing on a, on a Duke team where they're going to need some, some veteran leadership, uh, some solid role guys as their freshmen, which are highly talented, shocker, uh, each and every year uh, coming to their own. So that will be interesting to see kind of what his role will ultimately play into um, and can boss man make layups? I think he's going to rebound and be physical on the inside, but uh, I think that's one thing that obviously he left to be desired uh, at Illinois. But yeah, there, there were some guys from last season that uh, you're, you're they, they brought some quality things, even in a, in a boss man role. We're looking at okay, if Coleman Hawkins isn't on the floor at the at the five, if if uh, Dane gets in foul trouble, who's who's that third five man? A BBV could have been a nice, nice guy to throw in there for a few minutes. Out of all of those guys who transferred, he was the one that shocked me. <laughs> like, I get I it, I get it. He could be playing a huge role in an SEC program, uh, and it would have been maybe the third big for Illinois. But he would have been a nice third big. Like they don't have that physical. Like to have another physical guy, like he's somebody who can go up against Hunter, can go up against Edie, and just battle them for a little bit. Like. Uh, I'm not saying like, oh, you got to replace BBV here, but he would have been a nice third big man. Uh, I, I don't know if they have right now. I so. think so too. Maybe because Edie came back, BBV was like, no. <laughs> done taking elbows. Yeah, done taking <laughs> elbows from that guy. Well, Derek Piper, thank you for getting us caught up to speed with Illinois basketball. Just a couple weeks from the exhibition. You got to cover that one solo, man, because Joey and I will be on our way to Nebraska. I'll let awesome. you know how Lincoln is. Um, but yeah, it's just around the corner, man. 
It is. I'm excited to hear what we will get out of that Kansas secret scrimmage. But yeah, just the fact that season right around the corner and it's, it's okay that it's maybe sneaking up on some people as they're all engulfed into a football. It's been too long and I'm happy for you and Joey to, to really get to, to cover a team that's holding the interest and has a lot on the table. It's going to be a really exciting co- upcoming months for that team. I, I told Derek just to, to put, take people behind the scenes, like we're covering some, some bad teams there for a while, both yeah. John Gross and in the early years, of Brad Underwood, I tell you, someday they're going to be good. And it's going to, it's all going to be worth it because it is fun to cover good teams. Like it's more interesting. People are happier who you're covering. People are happier who uh, read you and listen to you. All that stuff. I never said that with football because I didn't know if it would happen, Derek. But now that's happening, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a nice relief. I bet. I bet. <laughs> is it going to make the uh, the plans for the the weekend that Illinois is in Vegas and Michigan? That's complicating some things i think i think i might trust joey just to cover uh nine and one illinois against ten and no michigan uh because we'll be in vegas i trust him for sure yeah (laughs) we'll be we'll be in vegas and uh we can do some vegas things on that day off and maybe watch it from from a place uh that's a little bit warmer than ann arbor michigan Derek piper thank you buddy yes sir anytime Great stuff from Derek Piper. He's been catching up with all the recruits who are on campus. Carlos Harris, we got an update on the site. I uh, just posted one on Marez Johnson today as well, Tuesday. Uh, and he said he's been in touch uh, as well with Melvin Bell and soon will be with Trey McKinney. So you have all that stuff. And we got plenty of basketball preview content coming up after all these media days. I have a story up on Dane Danger right now, catching up with him just about getting back on the court. Uh, and sitting out for two seasons, waiting and waiting and waiting for this opportunity. He's a former top 100 prospect, but an unproven high major player. Um, so obviously he's going to play a big role in this post rotation for Illinois, along with Coleman Hawkins. And, you know, he put Matthew Meyer and Ty Rogers into that front court as well. Uh, but it was great catching up with him. Derek Piper's going to have a story on Jade Naps. I'm going to have a big story on Coleman Hawkins. Joey's got something on Sky Clark. So we are getting you ready for basketball season, which tips off in just a couple weeks, the exhibition against Quincy on October 28th. Uh, and then the season starts not that long after. Uh, what is it? Friday or Monday? Monday, November 7th against Eastern Illinois, uh, which is the same week as Illinois at Purdue. One of those games feels a lot bigger uh, than the other, but we'll start to get a look at this Illinois basketball team coming up. And it's an exciting one, man. Just so many new pieces. Uh, the ceiling is high. Where's the floor? Uh, could be up and down. Could have a lot of growing pains. But there's some excitement in learning about all these new pieces in the next stage of Illinois basketball under Brad Underwood. So we'll have you covered on that, previewing all of that coming up. Plenty of football content, even on this off week, because Illinois football has been hitting the recruiting trail hard. Some new JUCO offers, some new high school offers as well. We got all of that at IlliniInquire.com. Jay Layman's film room as well getting football smarter so if you're not a member of line inquire now is a great time to do it you can get one dollar for your first month of vip access and if you want to sign up for a full year it's 30 percent off that's more than 40 dollars of savings for the entire year so check us out at line inquire we appreciate all the support give us a follow rating review wherever you get your podcasts and please check us out on youtube smash that like button hit subscribe uh, it helps us out as well everybody have a great day take care of each other and we'll talk to you next time right here on the line inquire podcast. Bye everybody.